You're listening to The Omni Show. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity apps for Mac and iOS. Music. I'm your host, Brent Simmons. In the studio with me today is Tom Bunch, OmniPlan engineer. Say hello, Tom. Oh, do we have to do that bit? Yes, we do. Hello, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> I have an unbroken streak of how many episodes? Over a year now. A year and a half. Yeah. 39. 39. Pretty nice. So, Tom, I mentioned that you're an OmniPlan engineer. So what you do at Omni is you work on OmniPlan. Yes, yes. I engineer the OmniPlans. Uh-huh. So how does that go? Oh, it's pretty good most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, getting pretty good at it after uh, 13 years. Uh, you mentioned that it was 13 years ago today, yesterday, something like that. That was your very first commit to yeah, OmniPlan. Yeah. Today, 13 years ago. I just looked it up. Wow. What was it? An entirely new data model? Uh, brand um, new UI? I added first one word charts? to a uh, user interface, to a nib. What was the word? Standard. Standard. Mm-hmm. I like that. Do you remember what the context was? A standard line spacing standard. Mm, I think it was talking about work schedules. Promni plan, that makes sense. Mm. So you must have been fairly early on with OmniPlan. We did another episode with Greg, or a couple episodes with Greg, where he talked about starting it as a side project. But it couldn't have been too much later when you started working on it too. Right. So I think Greg started noodling with it in 2002. So it it had actually been there for, you know, roughly four years before I came along. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now 13 years on. Yeah. You and Greg, the only people to work on it? Or uh, have you had any well, other team members? present, we've had people rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. You had Ray on the show earlier. Yep. Right. And she helped out on a number of occasions. Other people have chipped in here and there as well. We had Joe Jones working on it before I ever began. Okay. Plan. And Joe was here long before me, it seems like. I don't recognize yeah, the name. Yeah, I think. Sorry, Joe, if you're listening. Yeah, well, it was good working with you. <laughs> Can you talk much about the recent work that you've been doing with OmniPlan? Has it been mainly bug fixes lately or what kind of stuff's going on? Right. So we've been doing maintenance releases of the versions both for Mac and iOS. Mm-hmm. And we have begun work on the new shiny things. The roadmap mentioned. I think it said something about JavaScript automation. Uh, have you been working on the JavaScript automation? Uh, no, Greg's doing that. Okay. And it'll be fairly similar to what we already have in place for our other apps for Omni Outliner and Omni Graffle. Mm-hmm. And it will come to iOS. Okay. We have it on the Mac right now, or we don't have it on the Mac? You know, I'm not sure what we're shipping. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I should know. <laughs> I think we don't have it on I, I Mac or on iOS yet. I yeah, think that's right. correct. Yeah. Listeners, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between something in progress and something that's actually out there, and we have to yes. think hard. So I'm always running the new broken version. So we'll have that. The roadmap also mentioned sharing tasks between OmniPlan and OmniFocus. Right. Uh, is that something you've been working on at all? Well, so first step on that is sort of on the OmniFocus side. We need to work out how mm. we're going to talk to them. Okay. And I believe that's the framework for that is being laid. On the OmniFocus side, yeah. right? So once you have that, then you'll know how that works. That makes sense. I imagine there's a good number of users who are definitely looking forward to that. It yeah, just seems had... like the kind of thing we should have, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think we've been sort of hinting at it for too many years now. Mm-hmm. 
think I may have heard someone say at one point that OmniPlan's been there just waiting for OmniFocus. Maybe exaggeration a little, I don't know, but yeah. Well, we had it implemented in a very simple way once upon a time and decided we couldn't ship it that mm. way. So I remember years before I started at Omni, Ken Case was speaking during WWDC, the State of the Union, the, thing that, the big thing after lunch. And he was talking about converting OmniPlan to garbage collection. Right. I think I got it right that it was OmniPlan specifically. It's, that's correct. Was that, was that you? Partly you? <laughs> uh, once Doing again, no. GC uh, collection? Um, you know what? I, I can't recall who, who did most of that work. It was probably Greg and Tim. Mm, okay. Possibly all Greg. Garbage collection didn't last, obviously. No, and that, I'm betting we didn't even ship the garbage collected. No, it was great for getting up on stage, but yeah, you're right. We right. never shipped it. Right. Makes sense. However, recently, it appears, last few months, converted to ARC. That's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I bet you actually worked on that. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You've hit upon Good. something I worked on. I found on. something. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Tom does is a secret, except for uh, this. Now we know. Yeah. Yeah. How did the um, ARC conversion go? Oh, it went fine. It was uh, largely a matter of saying, let's use ARC now and then doing what the compiler said. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to insert some bridging casts and other code oh, yeah, voodoo right. and then fix all the crashes. Mm-hmm. And apparently you're supposed to test for memory leaks. Yes, yes, you are. And has that conversion to ARC made working on it easier now that you don't have to remember or remember as often about auto-release and all that kind of stuff? Not for me, because, you know, I'm so old. I've been, you know, <laughs> doing this since Abraham Lincoln's time, right? Yeah. Um, so Let's be fair. It was shortly before. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes I still type release and then I have to delete it because the compiler swears at me. Right. It has no idea what you're talking about. Mm, yeah. What is this? It's interesting. So I've been coding since around the same time as you, Abraham Lincoln-ish, and I had all that manual stuff like so ingrained i thought i could never possibly forget it but then i you know started using arc around when arc came out and i just kind of lost the ability Hmm. and so at one point when i was working on omni outliner really the first thing i did when i switched to omni outliner was go through and do an arc conversion because i knew enough to do the arc conversion still remembered enough but like as a day-to-day thing i think it would have driven me crazy Hmm. to still use the old manual ways you might lose the ability. I, I might, yeah. yeah. I probably, I've probably lost it already, let's be honest. <laughs> if you're lucky, make room for other things. Mm. Yeah. So you've been here for how long? The, the math is getting hard. Um, I'm looking at my watch, 24 years. 24 years. Yeah, in May. Let's see, it sounds like 1995. Yeah. That's right. Company was fairly small in those days. Yeah, I, I think I was number nine, although I can't remember if, the lower numbers were all full-time employees. Mm, okay. How did you start here? Uh, it was before Craigslist, so couldn't be. Right, right. I actually worked with several of the, found all of the founders um, to some degree or another at the University of Washington. Okay. So that's Ken and Tim and Will and also Greg Titus and uh, Wim Lewis. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I've forgotten anyone. That all sounds about right, yeah. One day Will said, why don't you come interview with us? And I said, I've been working with you for years. You pretty much know what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, if you want to hire me, go ahead. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he did. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So that, that was my uh, strenuous interview process. Uh-huh. I gather um, 
we changed to a different interview format after that. Yeah. So you didn't, didn't even have to do a resume or any of that stuff. No. Like, yeah, of course. They just, yeah. Yeah. So it was a consulting company in those days, not yeah. in games or anything like that. Right. Our products kind of shipped from a desire to make our consulting more productive. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say shipped. That came much later. They, they evolved from that desire. Okay. OmniPlan, you know, we, we had to plan some projects for sure. consultants and um, some of the competing projects management software packages um, made us weep on the basis of they sucked well you know right mince words <laughs> you've seen the company grow from pretty small to whatever it is now 10 times at least roughly what it was and on, on our sixth location uh number five number five yeah. okay maybe the last who knows maybe maybe we could stay here forever molly would like that i think so so where has Omni been since I've, this is my first location. Uh, we had two locations on Capitol Hill. First was, oh, was it a bagel shop or a hair salon or possibly both downstairs? And then we rented a house kind of around the corner from that. Mm-hmm. Then we moved to a really bizarre commercial building by uh, the University Village near, mm-hmm. near UW campus. Okay. Then Enter Bay. And yeah, right. uh, now here we are on Northwest South Lake Union. Yeah. We have a beautiful view of the lake here. Yeah. I watched the yeah. seaplanes take off. And I should Traffic be is a nightmare, but yeah. That's true. So what kind of work did you do when you first started at Omni? At Omni, the traditional first project for every greenhorn was to work on time tracking software. Oh, okay. So you'd start in on a client project, turn on the clock, mm-hmm. and generally forget to turn the clock off again and go home. Right. Yeah. So then the next day you have to... You know, figure it out make yeah. something up mm-hmm. do you remember any of the early contracts you worked on yeah i worked on sort of a tissue management package for an iBank. i've never heard the term iBank before but i immediately uh, get I an bank. idea what yeah, that when is people need a corneal transplant mm-hmm. uh there are iBanks banks that can hook you up wow they take care of donor records and make sure everybody's compatible mm-hmm. to the harvesting it's all great fun <laughs> It's a little ghoulish, but it's really like, yeah, it's important, right? Yeah. Good stuff. This was all on, um, next stations, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Before that reverse takeover of Apple by next. Right. Yeah. When I, uh, worked at the UW, our group, I swear the serial numbers on our next cubes were something like 16. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was, uh, pre 1.0 next OS days. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that kind of led to Omni being formed at all. Was the UW one of the few places that had Next computers, or were they actually fairly prevalent in academia? I don't think they were prevalent. Um, I don't have the best lens for that because mm-hmm. I was at the UW. But um, right. you know, we had a campus consultant. In fact, I think Will was the Next campus consultant at one point. Okay. And I, I don't know how the cubes happened. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem central to our group's charter, but mm. I was glad they came along. Yeah. You ever end up doing um, web objects work? I did. Uh, Betting a lot of the enterprise stuff was web objects. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent uh, years working for Adobe on their e-commerce store. Oh, okay. That was in the Objective-C days of web objects before Java came along and ruined everything. Listeners may not know, but Apple, Next, Apple were very worried about Objective-C as a programming language in 1998 or something like that. 
And they were moving things to Java, not just web objects, but there was even, um, you could write Mac apps using Cocoa, but using Java as the language, which still seems crazy to me. Me as well. You weren't a big fan of Java. I managed. No, I managed to mostly get out before Java came in. I did do a consulting job for a company in Dusseldorf that had a Java code base and it, it was often a struggle. You know, you'd you'd have the server hitch for five or ten seconds doing garbage collection. No, oh, jeez. It still amazes me that people thought garbage collection was going to be okay. I mean yeah. maybe now with faster machines, but in maybe, the nineties yeah. maybe in theory it could pencil out, but yeah, maybe. not a compiler guy really. Yeah. Someone clearly thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading the other day that technically reference counting is technically a form of garbage collection. Interesting. Yeah. Just, it doesn't actually really mean anything. It's just uh, garbage is collected when the retained count goes to zero. Sure. Sorry. But it's just, when we talk about garbage collection, we never think of reference counting. We think of them as different things. What is it they used to say? Mark and sweep? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a compiler guy either. Okay. So before Omni, you were at the UW where you worked with Ken and everybody. That's right. Is this your first job? What, with the Omni Group or uh, as the your UW? first job uh, at all? Well, my so first job was, back you know, I delivered college. papers and then I uh, mm-hmm. mowed lawns around the neighborhood and everything. Sure. But at uh, college, my first computer-related thing was uh, sort of the academic computing center. Okay. Where anybody related to campus having a problem with any computer could call and ask for help. So I got kind of exposed to everything. Mm-hmm. Couldn't necessarily help with everything because... You know, I'm not a statistical package guy, so, uh, but I knew who to call. Yeah. Well, that's key, right? Yeah. And I got to help graduate students with their homework or, you know, research projects. Mm-hmm. Do you have a specific major? It was computer science? No, I sort of puttered around at a great many things and then dropped out because work was more fun. That's funny. It's similar to my story. I, I'm a college dropout as well, but it wasn't that work was more fun. Oh, yeah. It's just that I couldn't manage to graduate. <laughs> I just kept spending more and more of my energy on, on my job and less and less on my schoolwork. And, mm-hmm. and, and I started registering for fewer classes and then I didn't. What did you do after the helping out of people? After that, I went also at the UW to work for the Center for Quantitative Sciences. Mm-hmm. My job there was implementing scientific models of salmon populations. Mm. So we would throw a bunch of fish in the top of the Columbia River and see how many uh, we could kill by the time they got down to the bottom using dams and turbines and fish bypass ladders, predation, hot water, you know. Mm -hmm. So you were modeling this, not actually killing the fish? Well, right, virtually. (laughs) Yeah, Um, okay. Yeah. (laughs) The idea would be that the managers can ask questions like, suppose we have, you know, typical rainfall. Mm-hmm. And then we have these energy demands and those irrigation demands. So we spill so much water at this time and we run so much through the turbines and take so much for irrigation. How many fish reach the bottom? And are we still compliant with the Endangered Species Act and mm. our treaty obligations with the Indians in Canada? So this this stuff actually went to policymakers' hands and it did. They yeah. made decisions and yes. so on. Yeah. Interesting. Was that work then? actually quite helpful to the salmon? I hope so. I became a little bit disillusioned with some of our policymakers at the time mm. because I felt that the question rather uh, than how can we save our salmon from extinction, 
became how many salmon can we take and how much water can we take out of this system and mm. not, you know, be in violation of federal law, probably. Right. Were the results of your modeling open to interpretation in some way? I believe so. I mean, not one of the fisheries science, mm-hmm. scientists. I'm, uh, you know, just the, the programmer guy. Right. But it looked to me like often consider the example of a dam. Historically, at that time anyway, we generally either spill a lot of water over the top or no water over the top. Okay. And then there are actually people counting fish and seeing how many die from, you know, gas bubble disease and predation and so mm-hmm. forth. So you have survival stats. And if you put those on a scatter plot, you have some in the top left corner mm-hmm. and some in the bottom right corner. Okay. And not much of anything in between. Well, you can fit that to just about any kind of curve you want. Mm. And I began to feel like they chose the curve that allowed them to take the most water for power generation right. in general. So you went from there to Omni. That's right. Is that a straight thing? Leave there, go right to Omni? It was another, you know, kind of one faded out while the other faded in. Okay. So when I so began at Omni, I was working yeah, part-time yeah. and I just kind of worked more and more until I quit the other job. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So an interesting question I like to ask people is where they're from. But the answer for you is you're just from here. Yeah, well, 20 minutes south of here. In uh, Normandy Park, right? That's right. You look like a Normandy Park kid. I do, yeah, yeah. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's... It's all one big family. Everyone there is named Bunch, and well, it's all your cousins. Not, not quite, but they look like they could be. Where'd you go to high school? In Burien, uh, private... High school, um, John F. Kennedy Memorial. Oh, okay. Good experience? It was good, yeah. I mean, so it was a Catholic high school, and I wasn't Catholic, mm. and I'm okay with that. There always has that. to be a few. Yeah. I, I've seen that happen before. I, I chose yeah. it because I felt like the public schools were struggling, and when mm-hmm. I say I, I mean, my parents may have been involved in the sure. decision a little bit. Right. I mean, the thing I think I value most about learning there would be respect. Mm. Huh, interesting. I'm not sure they were super strong academically. Uh-huh. How was it that they taught you about respect? Oh, it just came up in everything. Yeah. I couldn't even describe. Like uh, interpersonal respect, respect yeah. for tradition, respect for science, respect for, or kind of all of the above. Kind of all of the above. Interpersonal, I think, is number one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, so when you're not here making the Gantt charts beautiful, what do you do? What do you do on the weekends? I like to go outside. It's a good plan. Yeah, preferably on the mountains. Mm-hmm. Doing almost anything you'd care to name on a mountainside is, is okay with me. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm a big fan of uh, downhill skiing and mm. climbing, mm-hmm. usually rock climbing. You're not one of those free solo types, I, I hope. Uh, no. Okay. No. Use all the, I don't even know what the gear is, something called a rope or yeah, something? Pitons. No, we don't pitons. use pitons. Oh. Rope, harness. Quick draws, you know, for sport climbs. And, mm-hmm. and then there's all kinds of things for your trad climbs. Oh, okay. Sure. So when you climb an amount, how far up are you climbing? Like, is it 50 feet, 1,000 feet? What, what's a typical climb like? Oh, well, I mean, lately I have been climbing pretty close to the ground. Mm-hmm. So 20 meters or less. Okay. It's been a couple of years since I went up to, say, Squamish. Mm-hmm. And up there you have seven, eight pitch climbs, which translates to, oh, maybe 400 meters. 
No, that can't be right. How long is my rope? <laughs> Let's do some math. 240 okay. meters. We'll go with that. 240 meters. Sounds good. And what's a pitch? It's always hard to describe rock climbing to people who don't have the same mental pictures that I do. Yeah, but, sure. you know, you start at the bottom, obviously, where mm-hmm. most everything starts. Yeah. And you climb up until, well, you stop before you run out of rope. Okay. Right? And on a multi-pitch climb, you have to set up an anchor, you tie yourself off, and then you use the rope to protect your partner as they come up. Okay. And that's one pitch. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps your partner will lead through and do the next pitch and bring you up. And you'll yo-yo your way up the mountain. That's cool. What do you like about rock climbing? I, I mean, I know a yeah, number of people I mean, who love it. I just don't have to know why. Yeah, try an awful lot of it is just being there. There's just a great feeling from just mm. being on the side of a mountain where, you know, you've, you've worked hard to get there and you're looking out at the beautiful views and the mm, weather. Yeah. Is, well, the air is fresh anyway. The weather could be anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then it's also doing something, you know, with my hands instead of my brain. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think there is a certain affinity engineering types have for mm-hmm. rock climbing and other pursuits with the, the tinkering with the gear, figuring out systems, how to make everything work and, and, you know, stand up when it needs to. It's real important with climbing. To that end on rainy weekends, when you're stuck at home, do you have any, uh, Tim Wood does pottery, for instance, do you have anything yeah. like that? Yeah, I used to do pottery. But lately I've been ramping up on woodwork. Cool. By ramping up, I mean, you know, most of my woodwork is like building my shop and getting shop storage set up and everything. So Mm -hmm. I haven't done a lot of projects, nothing showy, uh, you know, cutting boards and spoons and that kind of thing. A couple of um, end tables. Cool. Hopefully I'll get my shop done and then I can go out there and build something that won't rot quite as fast as code. Yeah. Code rots really, really quickly. Really fast. Yeah. We're all looking forward to slash fearing WWDC this year as every uh-huh, year. Because yes. we don't Are they going to ruin our summer again or not? And then this year, everyone's talking about, oh, marzipan. And are they going to deprecate AppKit? Which is just <laughs> no. like, oh my God. Yeah. So we live in fear. Yep. Yeah. We like making that tables because you can make a table and it doesn't really matter what Apple does. Right. The table's going to be up next year. It will live longer than I will. Yep. So setting up shop is kind of fun, though, because you're shopping, right, for tools. is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I prefer, um, you know, old hand tools. So mm. I've got, oh, shoot, I don't know how many hand planes I have now. And, of course, since my shop's not set up, they're all sitting in boxes. <laughs> it's not ideal, but it's very satisfying to, mm. to me to run a hand plane over wood and make shavings instead of sawdust. Sawdust is industrial. Shavings yeah. is human. Right. Also, sawdust is bad for you. Yeah, that's true. Did you ever climb to Yosemite? I've been to Yosemite. Did. Love that place. I went to Yosemite like the year before I started rock climbing and just uh-huh. kind of drove through and went, wow, oh, wow, look at over there. Oh, you know, just inspiring to see those granite faces mm-hmm. just pop out of nowhere. And, you know, one day I'd, I'd love to go back there mm-hmm. and do some climbing, but it's full of people. Yeah. So that's not what I'm looking for in the Mm. mountains in general. Do any sailing or anything like that? Water pursuits? Yeah, well, scuba diving. I'd love to do sailing, but I haven't got Mm. a boat. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it in the past. Yeah. But scuba is a big thing. I haven't gotten out very recently. Mm. It's cold in our waters. Yeah. I do have a dry suit, but still these old bones, you know, Mm -hmm. they feel it more acutely every year. But if I 
find myself in the Cook Islands or Fiji, I'm definitely yeah. going to go diving. Yeah, right. That makes sense. That sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it there at the Cook Islands in Fiji. All I'm right. Picturing you going scuba diving. Uh, I'm picturing it now. <laughs> As Tom falls asleep, I'll say, thanks, Tom. How can people find you on the web? Oh, I can be found on Twitter. Um, at T Bunch is me. T Bunch. Okay. That'll be in the show notes too. I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Vosco. Say hello, Mark. Oh, Mark. And especially, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music. Thank you.